0: We're talking real
1: money. Let's try this again, shall we? This is the second version of this video podcast. We did one yesterday. Didn't work so well. Uh, I don't know why. They blame Tom's connection. They always do. It's always like, it's Tom's fault. I think <laughs> like everything else. Yeah, I got it. Welcome to Talking Real Money. The Like the multiverse, we're the multicast. We're the combo cast, we're the video cast, we're the audio cast, we're the, uh, I'm not going through that thing again, am I? No, no, I'm not going to do the castaways, the outcasts, that, no, I'm not going to go there. I am in Florida. Why? I don't really know. <laughs> if I could be somewhere else, I probably would be, but I am in Florida where it's bloody hot. It's bloody hot. I don't know why people come here, and I live here. What is wrong with me? Um, and then people come to visit Disney World here in the summer. Really? What are you thinking? Oh, oh, the kids are out of school. That's right. There in the massive, albeit middling, museum of modern military model airplanes, and the old ones, too, is, yes, ladies and gentlemen, he is back. He is back from the lake, from the depths of Chelan, Thomas Charles Cock, the second.
2: As they like to say around the office, tan, rested, and ready.
1: Really? Are you really that ready? I'm going to put my gli- my my glide <laughs> well, on. My I'm about eyes to on. find out, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: By the way, before I forget, before what? I forget, this is well, big I'm news. Actually, this is what? because you mentioned this is the combo cast, the one you put up last week, which I think is the best one, literally, you've ever done. Called paying too much mm. now has more views than any other of the uh, the views at uh, at, uh, at uh, YouTube. YouTube.
1: And by other, the than, way, other
2: than retire meat, but it's the second most in five yeah. days. So well done, sir.
1: And, and I'd like to apologize what? to all for of what? the viewers. Uh, I, I have to apologize for
2: YouTube. What? Oh, for YouTube. Okay. Well. Wow.
1: Because we put it on YouTube because that's where everybody goes. Yeah. I should have just put it on Vimeo because YouTube is now, because we've gotten popular enough. They're now slapping stupid commercials onto our video casts and we don't have any say about what runs in those that's sort of the price you pay you want to be on youtube you take our stupid commercials
2: i didn't even know that Uh, can't we put it on like paramount plus that i pay for but i never watch or something like
1: that (laughs) make
2: more sense i don't know is
1: it paramount no i watch paramount plus the one i don't watch and i have and i don't know why i keep it is peacock there's just nothing on i think they have
2: soccer I think they have.
1: Oh, I think that's, that's why you would watch yeah, Peacock. I, I yeah. think it's there. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Makes sense. That, so. that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, I watch Hulu. I watch. Yeah. Na- I don't know what this has to do with money. Well, it has to do with spending it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't watch. Apple, I don't watch uh,
2: Apple, Apple Plus that I'm paying for some ridiculous number. You don't watch Apple Plus? I just never get to it. I, I got to figure that out, dude. They I They have know.
1: some great shows.
2: I just paid a ridiculous amount to watch the National Football League for the next year if we're going to talk about overspending. Okay. Yeah. That
1: yeah. is the most expensive yeah. of all the TV services uh, you opted into. That's $500 I, a no, year. No, no, it
2: was 300 and something.
1: Oh, you didn't get the… the, the no, I don't need… Come on. The, mag, the mega no. package.
2: No. No.
1: All right. Well, then you're a piker. <laughs> Okay, I'll take that Not one on. In America out at all. Exactly. Hey, uh, welcome to Talking Real Money, the podcast and the video cast. Um, we we watch the media, and I get notifications of all kinds of financial stories. And last week, I received a notification from Forbes magazine. The once great Forbes magazine. You remember Teve Torbs? Yeah, it was good then. But No, no. Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm And, and Forbes. then Teve. No, Steve.
2: Teve Torbs. That was the Saturday Night Live takeoff no, of Steve Teve Forbes Teve. when he was running okay. for president.
1: Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Teve Steve, Torbs. Steve let way. it become anything for a buck. Yeah. Because magazine sort of went. You
2: dinged. Was that me or you? That's me. I think somebody. it was you mad at me about something but go ahead but
1: anyway they what they did is they sent me this list and i'm always checking out these which kind
2: of list are we talking about
1: well it's the best advisor list Ah. again okay ladies and gentlemen presenting forbes top next gen wealth advisors best in state august 3rd 2022
2: edition and is this next gen for advisors for the next generation or next gen advisors.
1: Next gen advisors. Ah,
2: okay. So young are, people
1: that are giving these are financial advisors advice. Okay. who were born in eighty three or later. We're talking so nineteen
2: eighty three.
1: And I look at these things every once in a while, but this one, for some reason, I really looked into in depth because I was curious. Of course, I was curious to see if if, if I came up on the list, but you know, as as always, I did not probably because I don't manage anybody's money. but
2: Well, and uh, you're, you'd be pre-gen or yeah, some I'd other be. Yeah, something. that's right. <laughs> I did, I, I'm
1: too old for this list. Yeah, eight, So is Tom. Uh, that's why I was Tom asking eight, on this list 1883.
2: Either. Yeah, then I'm next gen. But 1983, not so much. So.
1: But here's what's curious about the list. It's state by state. So I typed in or clicked on the state of Washington, which is the state where we have most of our listeners, thanks to the uh, you know b- the presence of the Model military aircraft music.
2: Oh yeah. People drop by all the time, listen and, and really, really helps the, planes. the audience. People sure. are
1: dying to see the planes. So <laughs> of course they listen to the podcast. <laughs> um so I I put up Washington and I thought, okay, here, let's see which of the fee only advisors, of which there are many fine ones in the great state of Washington. Many. In fact, the biggest uh fee only advisor in the country, I think, is Amos. Yeah, Ken, Hamas,
2: Ken, Ken Fisher. Ken
1: Fisher. Fisher, yeah. So of I'm thinking about this, and I think Edelman also has an office in Seattle. Right? They do, yeah,
2: and Fancy they're huge. Engines,
1: they're mm-hmm. huge. No, yep. so I'm going through the list, and I start here at the beginning, Tom. Okay, ready? The first one works for Merrill Lynch. Okay, all right, maybe that you know just there he's really good or something. The next one works for UBS. Wait, that's another brokerage firm.
2: huh.
1: Baird. Another brokerage firm. Then Morgan Stanley. Then Ameriprise. Then RBC, which is Royal Bank of Canada, and a brokerage firm. Then about five more from Morgan Stanley in a row. Another Merrill, uh, another Ameriprise. Ed Jones. Northwestern Edward Jones, Mutual. yeah. LPL. Linsco. Private Ledger. Give me a break. They used to be the place of last resort for brokers who couldn't stand being in the industry. All right, we'll go to LPL. Uh, Wells Fargo. And you know, they are really fine money managers.
2: They have terrific reputation, I
1: believe. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they're they're reputation. And there's a couple of them. And by the way, out of 26, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11 firms, all big wire houses.
2: And these are firms that are, I believe I'm correct in saying duly registered. They're registered as registered investment advisors and as broker dealers. Correct.
1: I believe in every single case you, sir, are correct. Yes.
2: And again, if it was somebody walked in my door, and didn't want to hire us. Or was just trying to figure this out. I would never send anyone to a duly
1: registered representative, ever. No. To to whom would we send them, Tom? We would probably send them to a fee-only.
2: Registered investment Investment advisor. advisor. Period.
1: Fee-only. You see, these every one of these, while they may at times act as a fiduciary, albeit with pretty much ridiculously high rates across the board, they can also sell commissioned high expense less than perfect products to their clients because when you're not acting as a fiduciary, you are held to what is called the suitability standard. What does that mean, Tom? Not much.
2: Uh, and by the <laughs> way, for those, for those who want to know what it means, you just go back and look at your YouTube uh, presentation from last week, Paying Too Much, because you walk through a very typical, and we see them every day, portfolio from a brokerage firm, because they generally involve individual stocks. They generally involve high fee, expensive, some including commission. Mutual funds and they generally involve some other weird, like individual bonds or individual alternatives, something where they can say, See, we're really working hard for you. We found our research department found this, and nobody at Appella by those guys don't know anything about this. Is really inside. Yeah. And you walk through that beautifully because it shows you what that really is in terms of cost. So this is. And by the way, what is the criteria for this list? How do you get on this list? Because that's what I want to ask, because
1: I even sent them a, uh, an email asking them to explain to me why there are no fee only advisors on their unbiased list. You know, here's what it says. Each advisor is selected by shook research. Now shook research and Forbes. They're buddy, buddy. They're like that. Uh, here, we'll, I'll continue on. There you see it. There, uh, each advisor's selected by Shook Research is chosen based on an algorithm of qualitative and quantitative criteria, including in-person interviews, industry experience, compliance records, revenue produced, and assets under management.
2: By the way, you notice how they throw that in at the end, not at the. My guess is they simply look at the people with biggest books because these are people that have huge amount of money. That they're responsible to manage. And oftentimes people look at that and say, well, I want to work with them because they're massive. Hmm. Well, I don't think that that says anything really about them, but you could just.
1: It tells you that they're very successful as salespeople. Yeah. And, you know, that would be the better list. That would exactly. be a more honest title for, for the list. Here are the 25 best salespeople selling securities in each state.
2: Yeah. Which is no doubt. I mean, these, Because by that's the way-
1: basically what their list is.
2: And the other part is that the account minimums are generally large too. They only take a million plus and the, Yeah, but cetera, we
1: can you know, we can quibble about all yeah, kinds no. of things. The real quibble that I have with almost every one of these lists, even those that include fee-only advisors at times, is that we we still have this distinction that there are two kinds of financial advice providers. And the one kind dominates the commission based, primarily non-fiduciary advisors dominate these lists because that's what you have been doing. And the people you have been working with for so long, it is, it is tough. You know, and plus they're your neighbors, they're your friends. They go to your church, they're in your social groups, they're they're volunteering in big community events because hey, it's your money. They can afford to, they can afford to volunteer and still live a very, very, very comfortable life because they're living on your money.
2: And this is no way to pick an advisor
1: either. No, really, is this
2: is not a way to pick them?
1: It's um, terrible. But it, but the problem is picking them is is incredibly hard. It is The hard. industry makes it, and, and by the way, this is in large part the SEC's fault, in part Congress's fault, in part our fault for allowing this to happen, because the industry has such powerful lobbyists that anytime anybody wants to propose a rule that would really require true transparency of Fees and commissions and expenses and, uh, and and quality of advice. Every time that happens, the industry slaps it down with tens of millions of dollars lining the proper pockets.
2: Over and over and over again. Um, and so this is – we, by the way, we have a list on TalkingRealMoney.com of advisors. Yeah, and I need, to qualify. I need yes, to qualify that list. Please.
1: These are advisors that we have looked at. Yep. And we believe – Based on their ADV Part 2, which these guys apparently never look at, the people at Shook, it's not in their list. They don't look at their ADV Part 2 brochure to determine fee structure, types of investments. Doesn't matter. Suggest it matter. Doesn't matter. Nope. Uh, we look at their ADV Part 2s and read through them and find out that their fees are what we consider to be in the realm of reasonable That firms that we believe, based on their ADV Part 2, which is an, a required disclosure, that uh, are are true fiduciaries and that tend to follow the same or similar kind of thinking as we do. They base their decisions not on seat of the pants hunches or the latest market, current market research or prognostication. I was, was going to get
2: to that. That's a great setup. Thank you for that. Because there are other people, next-gen investors, that believe finding proper guidance still comes from people like, for example, TD. Ameritrade, because there's a woman in a a financial publication that says she has an app that's linked to her brokerage account that looks at information from TD, Motley Fool, and this is all part of her do-it-yourself route to wealth building. And so what has she done with the information they provided? Oh, she's invested in Tesla, Microsoft, Costco, and Netflix, and then a couple of index funds as well. But here's the, the part that's so troubling. Here's a quote from her. I think it's more personally satisfying to invest your own money and learn a thing or two about doing it solo, as it forces you to keep up with current events. Now we know the people that keep up with current events end up with less money, because you end up responding to. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being a do-it-yourselfer. No, No, we're we're big fans
1: of do-it-yourself. Yeah,
2: huge. But this is not how to be a do-it-yourselfer. Buying individual stocks, keeping up with current events is the exact wrong way to be a do-it-yourselfer. And we know, just like the people at TD Ameritrade, just like the people at the Motley Fool, they encourage this poor investor behavior. So you should not pay attention to anything from any of those apps because it'll leave you in the poorhouse.
1: That's how they generate their revenue. Their revenue, not yours. It's theirs. Exactly. Their revenue. So you're never going to get rich trading. You are. Um, you might make good money working with a broker. You might, but yeah. you you could make, be making better money because over and over again, almost every bit of research, well, pretty much every bit of research we've ever seen on this topic, points to this simple fact: if you want to know where you, the best investments lie and the best advice, it's generally where the fees are the lowest.
2: Yeah. Because even by At the, the way, lower even
1: end of the spectrum,
2: even registered investment advisors. Because we found one recently that someone had said, "What about these guys?" We looked them up. Uh, they're good communicators, good marketers, and they were charging two and a half on the first, like mil- two and a half percent on the first million and a half or two minutes, some ridiculous feat. That is outrageous.
1: To put that anyway. in perspective, we used to charge nine-tenths of yeah. a percent, yeah. and we went all the way up to ten-tenths of a percent yeah. one or one percent. 1%, yeah. percent yeah. Not much. Which so. is a lot less. All right. All right. So don't be careful with these yep. lists. I be agree. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. Uh, also, be careful with people who are going to send you a uh, – a list of pre-vetted advisors like Smart Asset, because we found that what they send are not 100 fiduciary no. advisors. I've done, I've tested it multiple times myself. We actually hired them for a little while to see if we got good clients out of it. But no, it's people with the expectation that they're going to get hot stuff.
2: Yeah, we got, we ended up with one client out of it. It was a very did nice we person. finally get one? We have one. <laughs> Don McDonald's experiment results in. One client. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness we're not relying on that for our uh, I'm you know kind like, of embarrassed now. The planes and stuff. Well, I was it,
1: more embarrassed before when it was zero. Yeah. Zero that's true.
2: was a bad uh do you got time for a couple quick questions here?
1: I love questions. All are right. you gonna are you gonna be question boy today? I'm
2: gonna be question guy. Uh, uh, I like calling you question boy. Yeah, I don't like to be called boy. All right, here this it, one comes from Tim. It, it, it just in, it makes
1: me feel more powerful
2: than you. <laughs> Tim in Seattle writes my Microsoft Tim, stock. Tim. Tim, some would Tim call him the Enchanter? Tim. Yeah, well, the enchantingly poor portfolio. Tim says my Microsoft stock makes up thirty-five percent of my portfolio. Uh three hundred fifty thousand dollars. What do you What do you think? Tim he wants to know what do you think.
1: Oh, Here is what I think, Tim. What? Yes, Tim. Too much Microsoft. Do you know what the right amount is? About as close to zero as you can get. About as close. If you've got some stock that you have to hold because of restrictions, whatever it might be, okay, that's your Microsoft. Does that mean I think Microsoft is a bad company? No. Ask me how much Tesla you should have in your portfolio. If you don't work for them, zero. How about how much Ford? Don't work for them? Zero. Well, not zero, Zero.
2: because you own a fund that holds some. You're saying individual stocks. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. right. Right. You
1: don't own individual stocks. Yes, you'll own them as part of a broad portfolio. Because you you already own. If you own the S&P
2: 500, you've got probably
1: 5% of your portfolio in Microsoft. I bet it's some huge number. And if you work for Microsoft, how much of your financial future is dependent on the financial stability of Microsoft,
2: and now you want to lump in your retirement on top of that? No, it doesn't make sense. No, no. so own, own none. Yeah, in um, and if you're in one of the situations where they reward you with that, then I would have a strategy to sell that whenever you can.
1: Back in the olden days, when I was <laughs> Back a very in the olden very, days. very yes. young man, I through my company got shares of the company stock, um, and uh, at the time, that company was one of the biggest in the world. Is this the one where they would
2: send you a kit and you could build your own home?
1: They did. They had a yeah. catalog, very they famous. Did. I yeah, worked for them did. for quite some time in the yeah. Sears tower in Chicago and a yep. store a service center. And, uh, and, and I got a lot of their stock. And if I had done like a lot of people did back then, thank goodness I was young and so hungry. I had to sell that stock to just live. Um, if I held it to today, <laughs> I would have lost almost everything.
2: Yeah, it, Sears, Sears Roebuck. Roebuck
1: and Company, or now Kmart, Sears, or Sears Holdings, or whatever the heck it's called now. Uh, it's called a, a, a bag that Lambert has squeezed dry.
2: Still has some real estate, I believe, but I don't even know how that's doing. So um, that's a good lesson, by the way, because you could you could make the same point with companies more recently, like Enron, where people were told GM. right up to the last day. Should we sell our stock? No, do not sell your stock. It will be fine. And then it's not so great in bankruptcy. All right, another question. This one comes from Gregory in beautiful Fruit Heights, Utah. Oh, up there in the Fruit Heights. Which I imagine where where they What are they growing in Fruit Fruit Heights? What do you think they're growing there? Um, Apples? Apples. Yeah. I think it's apples. That's probably right. Uh, He wants to know here's the question What do you like more? What do you like more, Don? Pears or apples? No, kidding. Uh, What do you like more? Avantis? or dimensional funds. Both great, both, you know what what's your take?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, okay. I think he was hoping for something a little more committal there, but uh, you know, okay.
1: Yes. I like dimensional. Yeah. And I like Avantis. all right, but let's give a little history here. And if you look here. at my portfolio, you'll you, find something that's very good. interesting.
0: You, you got to find
1: both Avantis and dimensional funds in my portfolio because and, I actually Vanguard. Went and, did a, and Vanguard yep. and iShares, I Cause I went through and did a little research and I picked, I, I want bits and pieces that make the most diverse portfolio I can, I can create with a over oversupply of small cap and value and emergings and things like that. So that's why I have all those bits and pieces and parts.
2: And you want to do it at a low cost and you want to do it at tax efficiently.
1: Yeah. These are all ETFs. Yeah. Yep. And just to be perfectly uh, honest about it, heck, you know, I, I could, I wouldn't even mind putting my portfolio. Maybe I should do that Sunday. Just put it up online. Um, my, I just recently sold a whole bunch of stuff in. July
2: a little tax loss harvesting there
1: yeah I just yeah, sold I sold everything I sold everything that had more than a double digit loss and then I parked it in VT and, and then now you're gonna turn around and I'm buy ready it back. to go back into yeah. all of them just and now right you're forward. gonna have some
2: forward carry forward losses to go against gains right. etc makes right. sense but uh but let's give a little history here I mean dimensional funds has been around I think since 1981. They wow. were exclusively mutual funds. They were built on academic work from the University of Chicago, where the founder of the And they were
1: exclusively institutional.
2: And sc- yeah, David Booth, who's given $300 million, is now the Booth School at the University of Chicago. So they have a long and storied history of bringing institutional share class funds to the public only through an advisor. So it was only an advisor channel, if you will, and to private companies. On the other hand, Avantis was a spinoff, and I think in the last five years recently, of dimensional funds and exclusively in exchange-traded funds because they're like, well, wait, exchange-traded funds are more tax-efficient than mutual funds because the way they're, they're less
1: structured. expensive to operate. Yeah,
2: they're less expensive to operate. So dimensional had sort of been dragging their feet on getting into exchange-traded funds. And so Avantis saw an opportunity and they took it. Now, they're still relatively small. They are I think you pointed this out once, Don. A tad more aggressive, I think, yeah. in uh, in terms of the fund operation than what you would get at dimensional.
1: Well, when I look at their portfolios, for example, on a on a small cap value fund, they skew a little bit more toward the value side and the smaller company stocks. They're a little smaller and a little more value e.
2: Yeah. I think that's, that's not fair. a real word, I don't think. Mm, value E. E.
1: So uh value wish
2: we really would have a hard time discriminating uh, between the two. Uh, And then, of course, we use Vanguard because they provide pure index funds in certain share class or certain asset classes. We think it makes sense to just own an index, especially in the fixed income side. So these are all very fine fund families. And uh, as Don pointed out, maybe one day we will put our portfolio up there. I mean, we give you free portfolios at Fidelity, at Vanguard, at Schwab that are good. Not great because we think you're, it's great to use some and, of these other fun families that add a little bit.
1: And remember, my portfolio is right for me.
2: Yeah, exactly. It is
1: not necessarily right. In fact, it isn't right for you because you, you and I don't think the same way. And it's more about how we think and emote and feel and react than it is on what is right or wrong. As long as we get the basic construct down, we're in pretty good shape.
2: Yeah. And I want to mention one other thing before we go here, and that is um, we want to help you get educated about all this. That's why we do the podcast. That's why we do retire meet. And now, ladies and gentlemen, because the world is returning, I guess, uh, we are doing more classes again. So we've got one, two coming up, September 10th, Thriving After Divorce. I wish I took this one, but I didn't. Uh, This is Saturday, September 10th. This is part of our Women's Initiative. And you can go online to Talking Real Money classes, click there and you can register. That's an only online event. Then on Saturday, September 17th, I am doing retiring in a recession, which I guess I've been urged to do. Not retire, but do the class. Uh, that is in person. Are you in- sure that's all you've been encouraged to do? I'm listening to the ground closely. Ah, uh, that's coming up in person in beautiful Bellevue, Washington, but also online. I have way more people that have signed up for it online. And I think there's some nominal charge if you come to the Bellevue things, you get a copy of Paul Merriman's book, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. The 17th. Love to see you there.
1: 9 a.m. Pacific time. time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Because I'll do that, I'll race back here, do the show uh with Don at that point. So those are coming up, take advantage of them. They're they're great opportunities to learn, we go through and portfolio you development and Talking everything. money
1: on at talkingrealmoney or investor
2: Talkingrealmoney.com and you click on classes, I believe Really? They're there. Is it on talking yeah, You better you better look, but I think they all are.
1: I, you know, I that's
2: don't know. Something because you should know, I, but I you don't know. Yeah. I don't know speaking of having your ear to the ground to see what's next uh Talk. might be something. It's still a website I believe you could Classes. you could check.
1: on the one from the 10th is not there.
2: All right. You've on that,
1: must that be one at
2: Okay, but the one for the 17th is yeah, there. Yeah, that is so, there. So, yeah.
1: But no, the one the other one must just be at vestory.com. All right. E-S-T-O-R-Y. Take advantage. Dot com.
2: Use them. Use us. Get educated, get okay. smart.
1: Yeah. Oh, you have Kevin with you.
2: Yeah kevin peterson will be there i like he's outstanding oh he's outstanding talking about medicare
1: he knows what more about know- <sighs> medicare he has been my he has been my go-to resource for oh. medicare help holy cow he's yeah. been so good
2: he is phenomenal and for those who want more personal help you can simply go to the contact us form and we'll be glad to. On,
1: or go to vestry.com yeah. and set up an appointment
2: yeah Just either do one. that yep
1: you get a and free yes, appointment Free free advice and no high pressure sales pitch. And what? I'm
2: still taking my Saturday morning appointments. I have one this to this Saturday, so happy to do them.
1: I love I just, them. I'm
2: yeah. working anyway. People Why not? Don't do
1: believe it, it either. They no, go, they don't believe wait, it. Wait, wait, it's a
2: gimmick. No, there's no. Gimmick. I can
1: like talk to Tom about my yeah. portfolio offline for free. See, yeah. I wouldn't do that because I'm not as nice.
2: <laughs> that's not true. It's just not the part of the work that you do. That's all. Yeah, so, that's true. All no, right. I'm here. Thank- I want to help. So
1: thanks. Here, let's remove these again because it's glary. Thank you all for being there. Please, 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 if you get a chance, tell a friend or two or a thousand to watch the video cast on YouTube, to listen to the podcasts on every podcast service out there, to share it via social media, and if you like what you hear, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or um, give us a star thing on
2: Only Spotify. if it's a good one. Don't label us politically and say we're bad people. I know.
1: I hate that. I hate that. When we get like two stars from somebody going, you guys are two flaming libs.
2: Okay. By the way, I, my flaming lib brother who's visiting right now saw that and just laughed. He's like,
1: they're yeah. saying that You're, about you. You no. are not. You are as far. I'm a lot from a of place. things. You but. are so far. I am so middle of the road. <laughs> Me too. I'm. I am. But you know, anyway. I'm more middle of the road no, than that's you are. True. You're slightly right of center. I may be on a couple of things slightly left that's of center. True. But I have generally been. In fact, I'm a big believer in the middle truth party. I'm
2: a, I'm a someday, by the way, that will come back, but it's just not. Do this you think day. so? Nah, do, do not in our lifetime, but I don't know. Yeah. Do you?
1: I mean, I wish it would. I'm so <laughs> big. I'm, Common I'm, sense. Let's try that for a change. What do you think? I'm so, so, so. In fact, yeah, I, I read a book recently. I'm going to, I'm going to digress again. Um, What's his name? Uh, Henry Clay. You ever heard of Henry yes, Clay? So, well, great well, yeah, order. You, yeah. You've studied history, of but course. the rest of you, Great I bet many of you have no politician. idea.
2: Oh, come on. He, he was a American. senator from Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah,
1: of course. He was the man behind so many compromises yep. that delayed the Civil War for decades. Mm-hmm. He delayed the Civil War for decades. I mean, eventually it had to happen. Even he said it has to happen. Clean but I up. love this quote, and I am going to live by this quote. I, okay. I just Ladies found gentlemen, it in the past few months. Stand
2: by. Play attention, please. From Listen. a
1: book called Heirs of the Founders by H.W. Mm-hmm. Brands. Let's quote. Listen to this quote, people. Come on, please. This is not. This is from an old guy, dead guy. Extremes, fellow citizens, are ever wrong. Truth and justice are Sound policy and wisdom always abide in the middle ground.
2: Where really where now. at our advancing age we'll be soon? Is that what yeah, the middle we'll ground is? S- just, just checking. Six so. feet
1: under, that's, well, that's the high end of the middle. I mean, you know, if we were a couple quote. miles deep, we would be middle. I hope
2: to see that in my lifetime, but hmm, we'll see. My hope. but
1: Yeah. Who In fact, else? I think he was called, wasn't he called the great compromiser?
2: I believe he was, sir. I believe or, that yeah, was his nickname. Know.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. And that is about as political as we get. Okay, exactly. We do occasionally make fun of political things oh, that impact on. money. It's for fun. It's for fun. Stop and it. I know some of you can't take jokes about people <sighs> you like.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, grow up and Thank get you. over it. Yeah. And you know what? You can make fun of people I like. I'll make fun of people you like. That's America.
2: We make so, fun of each other. Come on, get over it. I make you?
1: fun of Tom, and he's one of the people I like the best. Exactly imagine. So. Imagine kid. how much fun I make of people I don't, <laughs> don't like. That's uh, a whole other
2: podcast. <laughs>
1: We gotta go. We, just, just,
2: Time's up, man. We're over.
1: We're over thirty minutes, and the whole thing just falls apart at about this juncture, doesn't it?
2: It does, rightfully so. You could
1: have you could have left a long time ago and probably been better. I'm gonna off. leave now before you, anything you say can be associated with me. That's all. I know. Anything I anything I say can and be and can, can and will be used against you, Tom. You. Just what I didn't want to hear. You. Oh, I don't know what you. side of the screen you're on, I'm or even if this will work up or down. Because ZenCaster right. messed with their system and i hope it works zencaster (laughs) me too all right thank you all all for joining us (laughs) yeah we appreciate you take good care of yourselves i'm don tom's over there we'll go read a book now so that we can talk real money